a Radio 191 FM podcast. From slinging breakfast on Radio 1 to being the mayor who gets it done, it's time for our fortnightly catch-up with Dunedin's mayor, we're Squawking with Hawkins. Right now on the line, I'm joined by the mayor, Aaron Hawkins. Morena to you. Good morning. Certainly more of an angle than an angel. Yes. Sure. You're double the band or yourself? <laughs> Oh, why not both? Why not both? Why not both, indeed? Rightio. Um, right, how's, how's council being back at level two? How's things? Yeah, it's it's an odd sort of halfway house, isn't it? Um, mm. We, I mean, all of our facilities are, are open again, albeit with some restrictions. The rummage store out at Green Island is closed and a part of the of Moana pool uh, aren't running, but otherwise... Uh, all of the facilities are open again, and, and we have uh, some staff uh, back back in the building um, and, and, and managing and managing that. But you know, everyone's keen to see what a level one looks like and how quickly we might get there. Um, not least of all, uh, those in, in our events and hospitality industries, for whom uh, this time around it's been more restrictive than it was. Uh, last time, and uh, and that's hard after what's already been a, a challenging eighteen months. So, yeah, we're keen to see uh, a pathway to, to people being able to trade more freely, and it looks increasingly like one of the big um, factors in that will be the vaccination program. And today's a beautiful day to get vaccinated if, if people haven't already. Um, I got my second jab yesterday in the bowels of the Meridian Mall, mm. and is. Certainly, no um, no shortage of of capacity uh, here for for people to take up that opportunity. Yes, yes, yes. I had my second dose oh, three weeks ago now, I think. Um, yeah, and it seems yeah, there were, even then there was a lot of capacity in, in the heat of things. So um, yeah, everybody, if you so choose to, you should go and get one. Um, you brought up the entertainment industry, the events industry. Um, that's a good place to start because uh, the closure of Starters Bar, a shock to mm. all, out of the out of the blue. Um, for everyone, to be honest, except for the executive here at OUSA, I believe. Uh, and OUSA has safety firmly at the forefront of this decision. Timing weird, I might add, but um, that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know, the council's been called on to come to play, you know, will come to the party in some capacity to help save live music in the city. Um, something that other councils around the world and at home do. Um, I know Wellington especially is is uh, doing a lot for its live music scene. Um, and the council has committed funding to look at Save Dunedin Music's live music action plan. Um, you know, we have, a, we have a legacy, we have a present, and we have a future here in music in, uh, in Otipote. Um But, you know, is it really the council's responsibility to help to ensure that we have a vibrant and accessible music scene? We certainly have a role in that. There's, there's three things I think with the, with the closure of Starters Bar. One, from a from a social history point of view, it's the last of the great student watering holes in the north end of the city. And I think about when I um, moved here some know, 20 years ago, it had the Cook and the Guardians and the Bowler uh, all for company, and, and they are all uh, now buildings used for different purposes. Uh, and and that's and that's uh, um, that's a risk in that we know that um, young people are going to go drinking, they always have and they always will and we know that that is safer to do in supervised environments 
and and when those supervised environments uh, don't exist or aren't easily accessible, then uh, people will um, will find ways to entertain themselves that are inherently more risky. So I think from a harm prevention uh, point of view, uh, that is a, a concern, and, and we'd happily uh, talk to OUSA about what, if anything, we could do uh, to help um, bridge that gap, if you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and as you say, uh, the the off and on that venue has been a significant uh, location, a significant stage for for live music, and that certainly was the case uh, in its in its most recent iteration. Uh, and and that is um, uh, and that is a that is a big uh, a big loss both to our local and well our local performers uh, and also local audiences in terms of the ability for uh, touring bands to come through and play in a, at a venue of that size. And, and we don't have in the city we don't really have I don't think a, a shortage of venues. What we have is a shortage of venues that are free. Uh, for for people to play in, uh, and and that's been the model for the last decades, right? So you don't get you don't charge your bands to play in your venue. People come and drink in your bar, and that's how you recoup uh, the costs of of running that facility. And and that is getting not just in Dunedin, but around the country, partly as people's um, patterns of consumption change, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is getting that is getting harder. And, and I think uh, that is a, a conversation that. Um, certainly local councils should be involved in, but also we need our, our institutional organisations, whether it's the Music Commission or um, or Creative New Zealand or, uh, you know, the Student Radio Network, uh, of which Radio 1 is a part, and looking at how you provide uh, adequate space, uh, both for uh, for artists uh, and for audiences, um, because, you know, for, for a, a fairly significant chunk of uh, of of local and touring musicians hiring the Regent Theatre or even hiring the Mayfair Theatre, let alone the Town Hall, etc., is, is prohibitive. And so you know, who, is, who is excluded by the infrastructure that we have? Uh, so that's, that's something that um, certainly we need to look at. And, and the Save Dunedin Live Music Group are, are working actively with our staff uh, on that. Uh, and, and I would expect to see something come back uh, through our, um, our budget setting process that kicks off in December of this year looking at uh, how we might make good on uh, the, the, the commitments that we've made to our local to our local creative community, whether that's making it easier for people to use venues that currently charge you to use them, and whether it's making it uh, easier for, um, for uh, smaller or less formal spaces to become compliant uh, as, as, as venues to, to keep people safe. All of those sorts of things, I think, are the things that we should be uh, we should be looking at, but it seems um, fairly clear to me that the market isn't going to continue to deliver um, venues in the way that uh, it has it has previously, and, and that's to all of our collective detriment. Indeed, indeed it is. Um, right, and speaking of market and funding and um, spaces, uh, the Sports Hall of Fame... Um, you know, I have to admit, as a sports lover that I am, and I really am, um, I've never been. You've never been? <laughs> I've never been. Uh, and to be honest, it's never really been in my plans. I've always known it's existed. I've just never really thought about it, um, which is sad. It's sad in a lot of ways, because I love museums, and I quite often go to Otago Museum in Toitu, uh, and any other, if I'm visiting another city, I will go to the museum. That's a must-do for me. 
Um, but I don't know. And, you know, and as a sporting nation and a sporting city, um, you know, it's important, uh, I think, to have these kinds of spaces and museums. Uh, and funding is always needed, I guess. Um, mm. And you already provide a lot of funding. And that's one thing that never really came out uh, in all the articles that uh, have been out in the paper that, that uh, or, or any media anywhere, um, that the council already provides funding to this facility. But why did you decide not to give it another 100k? What's you know? Because you were the yeah, deciding so, vote on that, right? Yeah, if, if only I was as powerful as people think I am. Um, <laughs> the the yeah, so council provides roughly fifty k a year thereabouts to the to the sports hall of fame, um, which largely goes to offset the the rent of the building, which of course we own, uh, the Dunedin railway station. Uh, no one is is questioning the the work that Rob Polinski has done um, in in collecting and curating the collection over the last decade but it's fairly universally understood um, including from from the sports hall of fame trust themselves and uh, and us and, and others in the community that uh, it, it isn't the facility that it could be uh, and 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 for it to be the facility that it could be would require a significant investment both in terms of capital costs to build the thing uh, and then operating costs to run it. Uh, and, and what council was being asked to do was decide whether or not we wanted to lead the redevelopment work and, and effectively take on that project. Uh, and there, there wasn't a, there was well, no appetite for that. That failed unanimously. Um, and I think that's as much to do with everything else that we've got going on as it is, and, and, and certainly in my view, is that a facility like that wouldn't be best served as being a, a, a council venue. Uh, it would certainly be something that uh, we would port uh, were it to be uh, steered by a, a community-led group, and we've seen uh, plenty of uh, well-capable uh, people put their hands up and demonstrate an interest in being a part of that, and, and, and the council would gladly um, be a part of that conversation, as we would with any a potential uh, attraction or a museum or investment that would happen in the city, and so that, that's absolutely um, something that we would we would continue to do. And, and certainly, we want to see the Sports Hall of Fame uh, stay in the city, but that wasn't the question uh, that we were necessarily being asked. Uh, with regard to the the funding itself, uh, you know, we have a reasonably, and this isn't the first time. So, at the end of last calendar year. Uh, we rated 50k from the Aratoi budget, from our arts budget, uh, to provide lifeline funding to keep the doors open. And, and here we were again. Uh, and it's worth noting, you know, this wasn't a request for funding from the museum. It was a proposal put forward uh, by um, by council to grant it money, um, which is um, which is a, a, a subtle distinction. Uh, so there was no money in the budget for it, uh, and it would have had to have come from. Uh, existing projects that we fund through economic development. So we were being asked uh, effectively on the fly whether of all the things that we could invest in to deliver economic return for the city, uh, this would be our all comers. Uh, and I don't think that's a, a sensible way uh, of making those sorts of decisions. Uh, and so uh, and so couldn't support it, and, and it failed because um, it couldn't get the support of a majority of elected members, which is how our system works. Uh, but certainly, uh, subsequent uh, to that, uh, a, a number of conversations uh, have been had. We've seen 
uh, a degree of flexibility, which is great, from the, the Edgar family estate in terms of how the the bequests of Syrians can be used. So um, 50k of that is, is going to support them. Uh, we would absolutely, and and that will that always helps in terms of getting uh, money from other sponsors and funders. So we fund numerous uh, other events and community groups and projects, uh, and and all of those are expected to generate uh, other income from somewhere, whether that's private money or public money. And since Sport New Zealand pulled out, uh, pulled their funding from the New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame, um, they don't they don't have that. But I think the, the focus is, if the focus is on the future, uh, then then that is absolutely something that we need to be uh, be talking about. And, and you know, we've seen plenty of energy and, and enthusiasm for what could be. Uh, and if, if that, if, if a group of capable people, and I have no doubt that they exist, will coalesce around that, then that's absolutely something that we would look at uh, supporting in any number of ways uh, as it went through its planning stages. Okay. Interesting, very interesting, and um, very um, thorough. Thank you for that. Um, right, well, we've got to go. I have to leave it there. Uh, but thank you for your time this morning. Thanks. Uh, have, you, <laughs> have a wonderful day. I will talk again soon. Cheers, buddy. See you soon. Bye. Right, that was the Mayor Aaron Hawkins there talking about um, the state of Dunedin's live music scene and also around the Sports Hall of Fame. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.